Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King Airport Podcast. I'm Jim. Sitting over there is Punk Raider and Denver Dave, and we're here to talk about the NFL. Hey boys. <laughs> Sitting over there, yeah. Oh, <laughs> worst intro ever. <laughs> Episode you 117, you've managed to top your worst ever entrance. Well done. I was doing an over there, yeah. <laughs> you can Sitting hear that. Over there, yeah. There they are. No football is sending him nuts. <laughs> it has been so long since we talked. It's like, like 19 days or something. Crazy. It's I've disgraceful. It's absolutely disgraceful. Admit, I've missed you. <laughs> You'll never admit it. No. So before we uh, talk about draft and everything, boys, obviously other people are doing that. I thought we'd take a step back and have a look at the season uh, review. And we actually dive into each division. So today we're going to talk about the AFC West, which you both know very well, and the AFC East, which none of us know very well. And Ooh. we're also going to talk about some news first, because obviously while we've been away, the big trade, and pretty much the only trade, has been that Carson Wentz was traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Shock horror. The Colts have just given up, though, a third this year, and a conditional second yes next year, which could possibly be a first-round pick if Wentz plays 75% of all snaps and makes the playoffs with the Colts. Um, when I saw this, I was quite surprised at how little they'd given up for him, considering he was a number two overall pick just four years ago. What were your thoughts, boys? That's the clue, isn't it? Four years ago. Mm. So actually, he's just coming up to his fifth term option. So most Eagles would have been able to hold on to him for a year and then he'd left on a free anyway. So better to get something for him now than nothing for him later. I think is is the way to look at that. Plus, he doesn't have the ridiculous, ridiculous contract that Goff did when he moved. So well, that is very yeah, true. they didn't have to sweeten the deals so much. Um, I think the Eagles are quite happy to move on from Wentz. Wentz was quite happy to move on from the Eagles. The Colts were quite happy to take him on. So I think it's, it's kind of win-win for everybody, really. I think I'm the only person in the world who thinks that the Colts are slightly overpaid. <laughs> because, to be honest, well, I am a little bit because the Eagles have put in a no-win situation in which they've got the most dead cap in mm. history based on the quarterback. And I'm surprised it is. I get the third this year. I think that's that's absolutely fine. And the second next year, again, is absolutely fine. But why put in the clause of it being a conditional first? I just think putting a first and a, putting a third and a second. It doesn't make sense to have that conditional first. That That, to me, doesn't really make sense. I think it would be better if it was a second this year and maybe a third next year. Because then you it's wouldn't probably, have to have the conditional first. Yeah, but it's probably it's probably gone the other way, hasn't it? So the Eagles asked for more, and yeah, the Colts yeah. said, "Well, we'll oh, only yeah, give it. You, we'll only give it you um, on condition that he's actually fit and healthy and plays." Because obviously, with his, his a history of injury, mm-hmm. um, they mm-hmm. wanted a little bit of insurance there, I suppose. Um, I, I I have no issues with the with the trade at all. To be honest, I, I, can't I think no, no I think I think. I think, it is, I think it's good value for all round. But the only thing I think that's slightly odd is I think they slightly, I'm not going to say they overpaid, but I, I think they could have got a better deal. If you go out and buy a car that's worth 10 grand for nine grand, you got a good deal, but there's a potential you could pay eight for it. It's yeah, but if, deal, got, you know I mean? but if I've got 15 in my pocket and I'm willing to pay 15, if I'm getting it for nine, I'm not going to argue. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's great. I'm so, not, I'm genuinely not saying they've overpaid in any way. I just think yeah, that first. I mean, I think that, my other take on this was I was discussing this with the uh, Jags family all now, and I was basically saying, look, you know, if if they if we are if they're saying Wentz is going to play seventy five percent of his snaps, 
then they're going to be assuming we're going to be a playoff team. And therefore, if they're a playoff team, that first round pick is basically going to be a second round pick anyway, because they're going to be picking hopefully 28, 29. So that's going to be their thought process. If Wentz does play 20, uh, 75% of snaps, they're going to be in the playoffs. And therefore, that first round pick is basically a second. So it doesn't matter too much. Um, now, having watched Wentz last season, I don't necessarily subscribe to that, for, to that <laughs> viewpoint. But I mean, it's an interesting take. I mean, he's fallen out of a plane without a parachute and landed in the hot tub of the Playboy Mansion, hasn't he, really? Because he has with that O-line, yeah. Is a much nicer place to be than in Philadelphia. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, the one thing we say about Philly is there's always injuries and there's always depth problems. The yeah. one thing we never say about Indianapolis is there's always injuries and there's always depth problems. It's the exact opposite. Everyone remains fit. I mean, even this season, you had Paris, uh, Paris Campbell, who was injured. Pretty mm-hmm. much throughout the season, um, you had consistent injuries on on wide receivers, but you've never heard any complaining about there being a lack of receiving options. Um, they just seem to have decent depth and manage to make you know make the best of what they've got, which is what the Eagles haven't done for about the last four seasons. Well, since they won the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, funnily <laughs> enough, them having them having cover at uh, you know is pretty much what helped them win the Super Bowl. It's something they've fundamentally failed to do ever since winning that. It is a but bit no, spooky that two quarterbacks taken one and two in the uh, 2016 draft have both been traded within a couple of weeks of each other. Yeah. But not a lot. Well, there's, no, there, there's no one now, is there, from... Uh, 29 to 2016, last, yeah. Yeah, 2009 to 2016, they're still with the same team, so... Any first-round yeah. quarterback, anyway. But, yeah, you know, there's not been a load of great quarterbacks come out. Not loads. No, that's true. There's, you know, you get the odd one or two, but there's certainly not been a, a plethora of quarterbacks. No. Uh, we're, forgetting no 90... about... Go on. we're forgetting about Paxton Lynch. Oh, yeah, we are forgetting about Paxton well, Everyone forgot about Paxton Lynch. So, <laughs> anyway, that's, <laughs> I try my best. that's the trade. Well done, Dave, for bringing Paxton Lynch into this try, conversation. Try my best to... Hey, you I'm played amazed for you, lot, you managed to get Paxton Lynch into this podcast. Did he actually play well, for us, though? No, he didn't. No. No. Uh, let's move on then boys to the uh, the season review we're going to go to the AFC West a place very dear to both your hearts although it's a bit painful uh, of late so we're going to start with the team that won the division that was the Kansas City Chiefs they went 14 and 2 um, their best well, I picked out their best and worst game so the best game I thought for them was the AFC Championship win over Buffalo 38-24 they just seemed to steamroller a great Bills team and uh, were poised to play well in the Super Bowl uh, no spoilers for what happened next their worst game was the Super Bowl. The uh, crushing defeat, 31-9 against the Bucks, completely shut up. It had to be that they only lost a couple of games in the entire season. One of them, they, uh, they'd rested Mahomes to play the last game against the Chargers in week 17. So it has to be that loss in the Super Bowl when they were expected to, in many ways, walk it. Upset by me and I picked the Bucks just to... Yeah, I picked the Bucks to win the Super Bowl just to put that out there. I know you it's not very often I'm right, so I just yeah. want to underline that. You weren't in the majority, Dave. That's all I'm saying. No, you picked one out of two. Well done. Yeah. Yes, and I got the amount of points they'd score correct as well. The Bucks, that is. Um, no, I, I I agree with the, their best game and their worst game. I I absolutely agree with that. I think the one thing that is um disappointing if you're a Chiefs fan. I'm not a Chiefs fan, obviously, but one thing that is disappointing is previous seasons you've watched them and they've been winning and winning in style and winning brilliantly and winning superbly. This season they haven't done that. They've still won and there's an art form to that. 
You know, they've played not great and still won games. But ultimately, you know, I'm not being funny, but the Chiefs season is a failure because they haven't won the Super Bowl. That was, that's their goal. When you're as good as the Chiefs are, you have to win the Super Bowl and they haven't done that. So as far as I'm, I don't care they've got to the Super Bowl, this season is a failure. If the Broncos get to a Super Bowl, it's an unmitigated success because there's no way we were likely to get there. You know, it's like a fat kid from Indiana running against Usain Bolt. If he gets to the 100-meter final, brilliant. But Usain Bolt's got to beat him. And that didn't I disagree with you slightly on that one, just in that, you know, at the start of a season, it's ridiculously difficult to repeat. Um, so I think at the start of the season, they would have said, yes, we can win the Super Bowl, but yeah, I, I don't think getting there and losing is 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 really can be looked upon as a failure. Um, getting there and losing the way that they did will be looked as a failure. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's mitigating points. circumstances as to why they lost as well. You know, you can put it down to the injuries on the O line. If if Casey are playing with a full O line, you know, the outcome of that game is probably very different. Uh, there was also some so, hubris there. They, they didn't adjust, did they? I don't want to re- replay our review of the game, no. but they just did not yeah, change they, their game plan. You can plan. say what you like about injuries. I losing. guarantee every every single player on that pitch was playing injured to a certain degree. Yeah. Every single player. Now, I get that Mahomes' injury was probably worse than a lot of people's. Um, but the fact is, you know, there was several, several factors. I agree with the fact that if their offensive line is fully fit, there's a good chance that, you know, they are going to be, uh, they're going to be more in the game than they were. But the fact is, they lost and they lost badly. That's the issue. So that's yeah, why there's not a failure of the season. I think they got to the Super Bowl. They got to the Super Bowl, but for them, they should be winning it. And they lost against a team who they, in you know, as you said, were they were the favourites against. They were... The NFL is far too competitive for you to be able to get to a Super Bowl and say it's a failure of a season. No, I it don't just so. doesn't. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. I don't happen. think so. Otherwise, well, you'd see you got... repeating teams left, right and centre. And you just well, don't. Other... Even, even back in free agency days where, you know, the 49ers won, what, five in eight years or whatever in the 80s. You know, mm-hmm. that was because they were paying the most. Even then, they couldn't. They, they didn't repeat more than once or twice. You've it, also got to remember. You're, you're saying that you're saying that people don't repeat. Let's remember that Tom Brady's been to 50 percent of the last 20 Super Bowls, so he's been to 10 of the last 20. So people do repeat. The yeah, other reason I think three of failure, those. The other reason so he's I won seven, but he's won seven of them. <laughs> Doesn't matter. That's he's the worst argument three. in the world. He's failed in three. Right. The, the other reason I think this is a failure, and this isn't me having a dig at the Chiefs. This is gen- if, if the Broncos were as good as the Chiefs were, I'd be saying the same thing. The other reason I don't think it's a failure is because if you'd have asked, every, if you'd have asked everyone who knows or knows something about the NFL, not people who are completely ignorant to it, just people who know something about the NFL, the vast majority would have said Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. No, the vast disagree. majority. No, they absolutely no. would. I, think, I don't know because if you know anything show, about the NFL, yeah, but if you know anything about the NFL, you don't say that team will win the Super no, Bowl. You no, say no. they'll be there or thereabouts. Yeah, most people. If you, if every, if every person who knows something about the NFL was pinned down and say, pick who you think will win it, not who is going to win it, but who is your choice? Who do you think is most likely to win it? Most people would have said the NFL. Most people would have said the Chiefs. I That's a fact. I pick the Saints. I picked the bit. I picked the bucks. What's your point? <laughs> but you, look, see my, look, you see my point. Right, right. You see right, my right. point. Most people would have said the Chiefs, and I think that's why. It's not, it's not a monumental failure. It's not the Jags failure. But the problem is, is that when you when you frame it like that, most people will go with, well, who won it last year? Yeah, they'll be good again. 
That's, that's why I said people yeah. who know about this. That's why I said people who know about the NFL, because otherwise everyone will just go, "Well, so and so won it last year." So but those year. people don't pick out right. So, you know, in my opinion, I'm right though. Anyway, let's look so, at the, yeah. let's look at their um their free agents this off season. So who's who's on the chopping block to be left? Uh, Sammy Watkins is the biggest name there. The most uh, amount of money going to be leaving the the building. I don't think he's going to be re-signed. Um, you've got Alex Okafor at defensive end. He's just under six mil. Daniel Sorensen at safety. You've got Brashad Breland, Damian Wilson, Kletcher Semele at guard, and uh, Tano Kapasanon. So looking at what they need for next year, I've picked out three positions I think they should target in the draft. Uh, the first one's a middle linebacker. Uh, they used a second-round pick on middle linebacker last year, but they still need a lot more help in the middle. Uh, Damian Wilson and Anthony Hitchens need help. And then uh, O-line. So injuries and holdouts caught up to the O-line in the Super Bowl, but they're starting five are okay. So just some depth there. And wide receiver, because if they're not going to be re-signing Sammy Watkins on that contract, and Byron Pringle's also out of contract, they're going to need someone else to uh, help. I agreed with wide receiver because um, Demarcus Robinson's out of contract as well. And he's I think he's a big mm. uh, positive oh, yeah. for them. So there's three um, of them. I agree with Marcus. Uh, I agree with middle linebacker and I agree with wide receiver. But as for what... As for what they do elsewhere, I'm not too sure. I think safety is a big issue because Sorensen's come on leaps and bounds this year, but there was a couple of times when he wasn't on the field and they got torched through the middle. So it wouldn't surprise me if they also pick up another uh, another safety as well. For me, the glaring thing that you've all missed is D-line. They've got to start getting pressure on people. Um, no, Jim said D-line. What's the middle line? He said O-line. You said O-line. Oh, did you? Not, said O-line. O-line. Yes, yeah, for some more depth. Yeah. Yeah. So D line, I think I think they've they've got to start getting some pressure from the outside. Um, I agree with you about the O line. I think they need strength and depth. I think if their front five are fit, then they're a very good line. Um, but yeah, they have to get some strength and depth. They can't, you know, really out of all their backup O linemen, there was there's only really one that you could say would would probably be an NFL player. Mm. So <laughs> you know. It's it, the rest of them are all pretty much busts. Let's be honest. Oh. I, I I also would like to see them picking up a cornerback or two, um, just give themselves a little bit more of a chance there. Because the one thing that that was noticeable during the regular season was they were actually getting for big plays quite a lot themselves. So I think I think I think really just defensively the Chiefs have to get better, and then. They also could do with a few extra weapons from the homes other than Kelsey and, and Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the jury's a little bit out on Edward Solaire. I know you, Dave, don't like him at all. No. Um, I don't season. think the injuries have helped him this year and, and Damian you know, Williams so on and that. so forth. But Yeah, I mean, he, he should, yeah, I mean he, he should be in theory. But, well, no, he, you know. he opted out of the season um, to look yeah. after his mum, who wasn't very well. And he was the was he wasn't the MVP, but he should have been because he scored two of the touchdowns, I think, or something like that <laughs> um, in, in the previous Super Bowl. So, no, yeah. he's, he's coming back. I don't think Edward Hilaire is the answer um, simply because I don't think he's big enough. I don't think he's fast enough. I don't I think he's kind of one of those in-betweeners who's just not going to have any huge success, I don't think. Um, Le'Veon Bell's out of contract as well, which I don't think matters all that much. Um, so I think they, they will pick up another running back. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, it's just whether or not it's going to be a big name, which I'm not entirely sure it is. 
Um, but I think with the pass rush, what's interesting is once you get past Frank Clark and Chris Jones, there's not a lot of depth. I mean, at one point, Chris Jones came out and Taco Charlton came in. Didn't yeah. worry me in the slightest. I mean, I'm just <laughs> Taco Charlton, the guy. Taco I think Charlton went in the first went, round. Went in the first round Taco. to the to Dallas, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was he was at Dallas. Um, yeah, he's he's just never really done it. To be honest, he's he's no. kind of one of those journeyman journeyman linemen that you know will bounce around for a few years and and pick up a decent paycheck and then disappear into the distance. Um, they don't have enough up there. They can't stop the run. They're terrible at stopping the run. Um, I agree with a middle linebacker to help with that a bit as well. Um, but they just generally, I mean, it, 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 it's a bit of a theme that I kind of saw a recurring theme throughout the AFC West is defences have to get better um, generally. Uh, there's, there's not really one team in, in the AFC West that has an outstanding defence. In fact, probably the, the best looking and one with the best pieces is yours. The yeah, Broncos. We got nothing. We got nothing on offense. That's the yeah, problem. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then, and then the Chargers have got a few pieces, but apart, we'll know, get through to them in a minute. Chargers, Chargers defense. I know. I know. I'm skipping ahead. If Chargers defense, if they can keep them all fit, yeah, stuck, yeah, exactly, exactly. Stuck. They've got the problem pieces, is they're all but... held together with sticking back plastic and chewing gum. <laughs> Let's talk about the silver and black next, shall we? Because they finished second in division, eight and eight somehow. <sighs> uh, their best game somehow. <laughs> we were great in the first half of the season. It was second half of the season that killed us. So, Punk, you might you might argue with me on this one, but I had your best game as a week two win over the Saints, 34-24, after being down 10 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Not a chance. No? What was your best game? No. Chiefs game. <sighs> we're the only, only yeah, team to have beaten the Chiefs in God knows how you long. Scraped 24 them. games or can something, I, wasn't it? Can I, can, I just, can I just give my two pence worth? Can I give my two pence matter, worth? It doesn't matter if we... Just, just, just to say, and I can't be unpersuaded that this is not the correct. This is absolutely is the correct answer for me. We're in a division that's dominated by a superb team. The Broncos could win seven games by fifty points. It doesn't matter. None doesn't of those make matter. any difference. If no. you beat the Chiefs Jesus. by exactly. one point, that's the biggest win of the exactly. season because they are so dominant. And it and doesn't. You, you can Chiefs. go against. Yeah, you can go against Tom Brady, have 15 interceptions and win by 100. If you beat the Chiefs, that's what matters. And I think I'm right in saying that you beat the Chiefs in Kansas or in Missouri. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was in Kansas. So yes. that made, that's even bigger. That's even yeah. bigger. Yeah. You cannot say under yeah. any circumstances that's not the biggest and we, win. We, 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 we put together the blueprint for the NFL on how to beat the Chiefs in that game because it literally was a case of you just plod the ball down the field with your running back and keep them off. And, you know, that's, I can't, yeah. I don't know. What game were you going on about? The Saints game, the very first game at, at, no, at the um, week two Rumba, Rumba Dome. Yeah, no, that's nothing. No. How can you pick that out as your. I just wanted to name another win you had. I'm sorry. Mate. I'm sorry, Punk. It's disgraceful. Also, if you if that was the template for beating them, why didn't you beat them when they played at your place? Because we thought we ought to give it to them at that point. <laughs> we'd kind of given up on the season by then because it was oh, the last really? game, second last game of the season. We'd already, you know, no, you messed it all up against messed it. What the Chiefs? Second game against yeah. the Chiefs. It was like third last game of the season. We'd already messed it, it all 10. up against the Dolphins. And, yeah, it was week was ten. It? That yeah. was the first week. Let's be honest. We played Jim six Messi games after that, Punk. 
Yeah, six games. We'd already messed it up against the Falcons there you and go. the Dolphins. So, well, that was going to say your worst game was in week 11. It was a loss to Atlanta. Yeah, I agree with that. 6. Matt Ryan only 385 yards, but the Raiders have five turnovers. So I don't know what happened in that game. I, th- I think no. we just turned up thinking we were just going to walk it and, and be done with it. I mean, you, apart from a last second bomb, you could have put the Jets game in there as well. Well, yeah, honest. I know. I know the, I know the reason we were going to that, that day as well. The reason you lost that game is because the week before I said Raiders are a sneaky chance for a playoff. Yeah, game. you did. <laughs> and then yeah. you just died I remember on your you own. saying it, and then we completely died. <laughs> and then and then we had some really fantastic, brilliant play calling in the last minute and a half against the Dolphins that yeah. cost us that game. So yeah, no, we we very much shot ourselves in the foot this season. It was it was very much two steps forward and three steps back. Mm. You were very lucky to beat the Jets as well. Yes, that was, that's what I was just saying about the uh, if you hadn't picked the Falcons game, if we hadn't mm. got the Hail Mary in the last second against the Jets, you probably could have picked the Jets game. But yeah, yeah we, 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 we had a few very goods and a few very bads, and, and it was the consistency that was the problem mainly for us. Um, I mean, it's not going to come as any surprise that defense is our biggest problem. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> in that we don't really seem to have one. One question that I do want to ask is about your first round picks that you've made recently. So obviously with the Khalil Mack trade, um, you got two first rounders. So you've had four first round picks in the past yeah. couple of years. Now, obviously, and this isn't me having a pop, it's genuinely not. This is I'm coming at it completely as a neutral. Forget I'm a Broncos fan for a minute because I'm really interested at this. Colton Miller has turned into a decent tackle. I don't think he's brilliant. I think he's he's draft capital is a bit rich I think he's learning I think he's still learning I think he's progressing I don't have a huge problem with him to be honest I think he's he's fine he's fine I think when you come to re-sign his contract as well there's no way his agent is going to sit there and try and fleece you he knows what he's got on his hand so you're going to get a fair deal on that there's no issue with that but since then you've picked up four first rounders what's your thought on them obviously Jacobs is just Jacobs start running yeah, back. Brilliant. So yeah, I've no issue. No what about the other three? Probably probably player of the season um this year, Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller between them. I'd go with Waller, but um, yeah. either or, you know, quite happy either way. Um who else we got? Let me think. Abraham. Abraham's no, 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 a no, no, bit no. Of... forget about Waller. I'm just saying in terms of him being the player of the season. Okay. Yeah, in terms yeah. of Jonathan Abraham, in his first season, Abraham's, week one against the Broncos, he injured. tried to murder his yeah, own yeah. teammate and ended up being out yeah, for the yeah, entire yeah. season. So he was out for the whole season. This was his first season. He's yeah. He's he's got that raider mentality of I really want to lay the smack down on you and knock you out of the game, um, <laughs> but sometimes that's to the detriment of his positioning. The cost of the Chiefs game, didn't it? His his technique is a little bit questionable. Now, I've basically kind of struck his first season off, you know, as a gimme. So as far as I'm concerned, he was a rookie this year. So it'll be interesting to see what he does next year. But I think he's going to be on a shorter leash um, next season than he was on this season. I don't think he's going to be able to go out and, you know, kind of freelance the way he has been a bit this year. Um, Henry Ruggs, I think I said at the time we drafted him, I'd rather have C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy. Um, I still stick with I'd rather have C.D. Lamb. I haven't really seen enough of Judy to make a decision one way or the other. Um, you know, Ruggs has been in and out of games. He's not really affected anything, but he's a very Raider pick, which is a bit strange when it's Mike Mayock yeah. doing the picking rather than 
Al uh, Davis. Mr. Davis. So, so just to summarise, um, uh, so yeah, just summarise. Henry Ruggs was picked up at number twelve yes, overall. We should have picked up. So I think he was. We I think all three of them were still on the board. He was the first the wide receiver taken, yeah. and he was the first yeah, one. After that, I, was... I said all along it should have been C.D. Lamb. After that, it was Jerry Judy at 15 to the Broncos and CeeDee Lamb at 17 to the yeah. Cowboys. In hindsight, Justin Jefferson at 22 was, mm-hmm. uh, well... Well, yeah, he was the right about pick, that. wasn't he? But, you know, <laughs> I think we all missed on that one. So. Yeah, a little bit. So yeah. then the next pick after that was where uh, you were picking at 19. Now, obviously, you're not going to go uh, wide receiver. So you, you picked up a cornerback, Damon Arnett. Now, I have my reservations about Arnett, but what's your thought on him? He's 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 kind of he feels like a project, which is really weird to say about a first rounder. I mean, you can see he's got physical attributes, and but he just I don't know he just doesn't seem to fit in whatever that scheme was that we were trying to play last year. Which I think if 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 and we'll cover this a bit more when we go into positions of need. But I think with the linebacking core that we had this year, that really wasn't working. Um, I think he got a little bit trapped between and betwixt and, and ended up. Yeah. And I think this has happened with the whole defense, to be honest. I think, I think you've ended up with cornerbacks and safeties trying to cover for the fact that the linebackers aren't there and aren't playing well, and that we can't really get that much of a pass rush. Um, Crosby's played well. I think Crosby's coming along quite nicely. Um, Ferrell. I'm not going to call him a bust yet, but he's he's starting to head towards the edge of the cliff, to be honest. Yeah. I think he's had, what, this six and a half sacks in his first long. couple of years. It's tough when you're so, drafted fourth. Yeah, it is, man. It is definitely tough when you're drafted fourth and you're expected <laughs> to go in and, you know, uh, uh, make things happen straight away. Um, I, think I know, I know, I know part of the pick was to do with, you know, changing the locker room and, and getting leaders in and captains and so on and so forth. But it's all very well having the leaders and the captains, but they actually need to produce on the field as well. I think yeah. to a certain degree, going back ever so slightly to Damon Arnett, I think he's a bit of a victim of the roster. So he's being made to play outside, which he can't. He, I think he's destined to end up playing slot, but Trayvon Mullen can't play outside. There's no way yeah. Trayvon Mullen no, no, can play outside. No, there's no way Mullen so can play, play, play against You, ha- you almost too. have to pick up a, a deep tight uh, a deep um cornerback deep corner, just allow uh, on it say okay go and learn man on man corner yeah yeah that's exactly i mean that's that's your your draft yeah. pick I hopefully mean, that's a nice segue i mean our our entire draft basically has to be heading towards defense and maybe a wide receiver and a little bit on the o-line um mm. but we 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 have to improve at linebacker i you know if it's me i'm spending my first round pick on the best middle linebacker i can find um I'm then probably going to go, well, then it's pick them either go D-line, get me an edge rusher, or find me a decent man-on-man corner. Um, either the, or. The one, you, you were talking about edge rusher. The one guy who really sort of stood out for you this time was Arden Key. When we played both times, he stood out as being a decent little backup player. I don't think he's a starter. I don't think he's a Key's, starter by Key's, any stretch of the imagination. He's decent. But he's a guy Key's who can decent. come in and make an impact. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you wouldn't throw him, throw him out baby in the bathwater but oh. you know we need to improve in those positions Crosby's the only one that's really kind of you know stepped up and actually yeah you can you can see him being a consistent starter for a few years 
Um, but he needs better players around him. And that that's kind of helped key a bit in that Crosby's come to the fore and teams have taken note of him. So teams tend to key on Crosby. Uh, yeah, teams tend to key on Crosby rather, <laughs> rather than looking on the other side. So it's, you know, it's it's helped out. But yeah, I think yeah, other, it's just thing you, have to you know, do. that's our entire problem. But, you know, and the other thing you have to do is is uh, out of Cole Nassib's contract as well because he's earned nothing. He's, uh, he's, I think he was no, signed Nassib. on a 17 million guaranteed and he's, you've got an out on his contract at this point with zero dig cap space. He, yeah, he should I'll, be there at the start of next season. I'll be very surprised if he's got cut between now and, and the start of training camp, to be honest, or even you know, into training camp. But uh, yeah, I think offensively, We've been all right this year. I mean, it's the same old problem with Carr in that he can't throw in the red zone. You know? <laughs> no, just stop there. It's the same Between, old problem with yeah, Carr, exactly. he can't throw. Just, no, just no. hold it there. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think that's, that's, that's more than a little bit harsh. Older, but no, I, I think between the 20s, it, it, it's kind of this weird thing in that between the 20s, we've been excellent this year. You know, we've moved the ball consistently. We've, we've had good production, better production than I thought we were going to get, to be honest, out of Agalor. Um, Waller's been exceptional um, for me he's been one of the, probably the top three tight ends in the NFL um, I think Josh Jacobs is really coming into I his agree. own now um, I think he's doing well the O-line's been a bit banged up at times but I think generally has held up well um, Carr's never been you know too knocked out it's useful having Mariota as a backup um, yeah, well, that's not going to last very long because he's going to get a starting position gonna, elsewhere. Yeah, exactly, which, which is a problem. But you know, and if it, it doesn't, think, you're paying. That means you're paying your backup eleven million next season. That's not going to happen. Just, I just wish we could have got more production out of Rugs because if we got more production mm. out of Rugs, and let's say he'd been CD Lamb, because CD Lamb must have got what pretty much a thousand yards this season, I reckon, mm, somewhere around sure. there, nine hundred, a thousand and maybe seven or eight touchdowns. If we'd have got that out of rugs, then I think we probably would have won a couple of those closer games and probably would have just snuck into the playoffs. But you know. I mean without going without going too much into CD Lamb, I'm not still massively beat you know, I'm still not massively convinced because he's playing in the system where there's three really good uh, wide receivers. So he's never in double coverage. Yeah he's also playing you in the nooch. I was going to say you 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 line One him game. up next to <laughs> you line him up next to Waller and Aguilar though, and you know as a rookie coming in, certainly the first five games, he's got all the space in the world. So you know it's it's not really that much of a problem. No. Um, I just not, like CD not Lamb's when he's a, not when he's a rookie being picked twelfth but... overall. No, I I like CD Lamb. I just don't think he's necessarily. Um, I think he was the right piece for us last season. I got a Denoch over here. And a Dalton. I get it, Jim. You haven't said much in a while. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> You're talking about the Raiders. Um, you free agents, up. free agents that are coming up. So Jonathan Hankins at defensive tackle, Nicholas Morrow offensive li- uh, outside linebacker, Tack McKinley defensive end, Zay Jones and Nell Snagler are both uh, hitting the street, punk. Yep. So I, I agreed with you. I thought linebacker was your biggest need. Um, you need a better supporting cast. Been Ray the biggest need for about a decade. Corey Littleton's a journeyman, and Nicholas Morrow is not yep. a threat either. Um, Guard, you've still got Rich Incognito there at left guard. That's not yeah, great. But it's not great. But like I said, it, it, the O line is one of those where we can kind of shuffle people around and actually it doesn't seem to cause too many problems. No. Mainly because we've got Josh need. Jacobs in the backfield. So it's not the first need. But yes, it is something that, you know, 
if if you can pick one up somewhere in the draft that you think might step in in the next year or two, then great, brilliant. Mm. Let's do that. And it's a shame um, that your wide receiver and cornerback haven't really hit so far last year, but you're going to have to keep plugging away at getting some high end talent there until something really sticks, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And then I suppose next year it will be uh, starting to look at QBs again. Hmm. Hmm. That age old problem. Well, yeah, exactly. It's 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 going to be once we get through this draft, it's going to be a case of Mr. Carr is going to be looking for either a contract extension or disappearing. So, you know, it's uh, it's all it's all going to happen quite quickly over the next couple of years. The Raiders they need to get it right this time round. Yeah, and it's what I've been saying previously about, you know, the Raiders sort of window is there and it's there now because you've got so many players who are first, second or third round picks. Last year, you had 31 players who were first, second or third round picks on a 53-man roster. Now, to put that into context, 10 of those were first round picks. You had 10 first round picks in your team. I mean, that is outrageous. That's only matched by the Steelers who had 12 first round mm-hmm. picks. Uh, but the Steelers got to the playoffs. Yeah, so but we beat the Steelers. Have, so it matter. This is also true. Steve, um, Steelers might as well yeah. not got to the playoffs with how long they were there. Oh, dear. Well, that, okay. <laughs> That's how it works. Look, we're going to talk about them another day. All right. Okay. So the team that finished third in the AFC West was the. Los Angeles Chargers, or California Chargers, as Dave likes to call them, they finished to 7-9, and nine, yeah. so uh, one game behind Punk's Raiders. Uh, best game I had for them, uh, it's difficult, they didn't really beat a good team. Only games they got wins for, uh, of more than one score, was against the Jets and Jags. Um, but I picked the <laughs> overtime loss at the Saints, actually, because Herbert threw four touchdowns to zero interceptions, and rookie safety Nasir Adley got an interception. So, it might have been a loss, but I think it was their best game of the season. And the worst game was a week 13 loss at home to the Patriots, 45 nothing, where Cam Newton threw only 69 yards. Um, <laughs> that's difficult to, uh, to justify. So uh, Anthony Lynn can't justify it anymore because he's no longer the head coach. Brandon Staley, who was the Rams defensive coordinator, is now there. Um, Anthony Lynn was let go after three seasons. Um, what do you reckon, boys? Was I right there with the best and worst games for the Chargers? I mean... Yes and yes and no. I mean, they did win what four games to finish out the season. Um, yeah, but but again, they beat the Falcons. The Raiders were, you know, on their ass at that point, and anyone by three points. They beat the Broncos, but again, we weren't particularly brilliant. And then they beat the Chiefs, but it was the, a shadow of the Chiefs. So technically, on paper, you look at that and go, "God, they finished strong." Um, <laughs> I wonder how many head coaches have been fired after ending on a, on a four win streak. Probably not many. Um, what was the, the game one? that Herbert first started? Where well, that's what I was going to say. It was the second notice. I think it was the second game of the season where he came in against the Chiefs and they lost by three, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Because um, that's the one that stands out for me. But again, they lost the game, but they lost it against the Chiefs. So technically, that could be a great game. Well, so they took the Saints to overtime yeah. before they lost. So that's why I picked that one. Um mm. Yeah, so notable free agents for them. Melvin Ingram, who held out a lot of last season as well. He's on a 16 million deal, if they're going to re-sign him at least. Uh, Hunter Henry, their tight end, is looking for at least 10.6 mil. Uh, Mike Hunter, Pouncey, Henry is, Hunter Henry has decided, has said publicly he's not signing with the re, not re-signing with the Chargers. I thought he had, but didn't, wasn't completely sure. Uh, okay, thank you very much. No. Mike Pouncey has retired, along with his brother, uh, on the offensive yep. line. 
Denzel Perryman, the inside linebacker, he needs a new contract, as does Tyrod Taylor, if they're going to keep him around, and Michael Davis at cornerback, some of the other notables, they're obviously other ones. Um, there are there are quite a few others as well. I mean, Virgil Green, for example. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Who's a name good blocker for them. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I agree that they've got, you know, they've got massive... Um, issues with their roster and the fact that they just keep getting injured it's mm-hmm. like consistent it's the same thing that the eagles have there almost has to be a reason for it i don't fully understand i mean they've also had three different training facilities in the past three years now that can't really help too much either and one of them was a temporary one in the middle of the desert that we all saw last year yeah um so but no their big issue is the fact that people keep getting injured derwin james might just be one of the best defensive backs in the league but is played what two games in the past two years? It's, it's, it's difficult to uh, talk about him now, isn't it? Because it's like, do you yeah. remember Derwin James? No, I never saw him play. <laughs> yeah, it's but it is a shame for them. Um, because that game against uh, Baltimore in the playoffs, he absolutely dominated that game, he was brilliant. He did, yeah. Um, a year ago now, but as you say, the problem is he just continually keeps getting injured. Two years, <laughs> two, that was two years ago, Jesus, two years ago, yeah. Uh, biggest needs I thought they've they've got looking forwards is at left tackle. So they've got Sam, Te- Sam Tevy and Trey Pipkins the third mm-hmm. left tackle on the depth chart. Uh, right guard is Trey Turner, so could have an upgrade there. Uh, defensive tackle Linville Joseph and Justin Jones. Jones has one sack. Joseph's got none. Uh, linebacker Denzel Perriman's obviously out of contract, and Nick Vigil um, needs to support Kenneth Murray. Uh, and then the outside linebacker Melvin Ingram holding out as part of last season and out of contract, they need a future plan there as well. Because even if he does come back and they pay him something, um, he's lost a little bit of production there on the other side of from Bosa. Yeah, I mean, if, you look, if you look on offense, left tackle is obviously a need, right guard's a need, and now they need a center. I mean, that's yeah. 60% of their offensive line that's not good enough. Um, at running back, I don't think they're particularly special. I think they're fine. I don't think there's anything... You don't fear their you know, their uh, run game at all. Um, and as you say, at linebacker, I don't think they're particularly strong enough. They need some help because as soon as you get past their starters, they're, they're just too weak. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and the, the other problem as well, their, their offensive line really does need to improve because when you've got a quarter, quarterback like Herbert who likes to hang on, let people get down and take shots, they need buying time. And that's one thing they haven't done at the moment. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very similar to what I had down. I had down, you know, O-line, cornerback, D-line. Um, I think, yeah, linebacker thinking about it as well. Well, the cornerbacks are great as long as they're playing, like Casey Hayward and Chris Harris. Yeah, but yeah, that's but the never thing. If, if they're not playing, then you need more of them, don't you? So, <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris Harris is now swapped to playing inside, um, and the amount of times he got torched last season. I mean, there was a couple of times he played against the Broncos, who was just coming off an injury, uh, one of his many injuries last season. Um, and I love Chris Harris. I think he's brilliant. He's... Uh, you know, he's, he's obviously a Broncos legend, but he's, I don't think he's necessarily the answer. And the amount of money they're paying him at the moment, it's, I'm, I'm not seeing where the value is. I'd agree. Mm. There's a chance we to look at their lines rather than look at the, uh, the skill positions, I think, so much this time. Yeah, the problem is when you've got, when you've got a new head coach come in, is he going to be demanding a bit of a splash because he's going to want headline players, maybe? I don't know. Well, he's it's, defensive it's coordinator, isn't he? So he's going to want defensive players, I'm assuming. You're going to hope so, yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, so no more about the Chargers. I think we're kind of don't have to spend too long on them. Uh, let's move on to the Broncos then. Five and eleven in yeah. the bottom of the division. Uh, the best game I had for them was a second half comeback to win a uh, thirty-one thirty week eight game at home to the Chargers, down twenty-four three 
in the first half as well. What do you reckon, Dave? Was that, mm. was that kind to you? Um, it doesn't really matter all that much this season, to be honest. There was a few games we were up in, a few games we were down. It's just, it genuinely doesn't. I mean, yes, that's a great win and everything like that because we were down, but we shouldn't have been down. So even that game as a win is bittersweet. Mm. This entire season was bittersweet. I don't think I even remember that game. No. No, this is, this is the in-between. Game, I'm not expecting you to remember that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is an, hey, it was a Broncos Chargers. Broncos win over the Chargers that led to my son being born. So, you know, um, <laughs> that's not that's even a joke definitely either. more information than we need. That's, that's not even Ooh. a joke either. Um, no, the, the, I think the problem was there were so many games where there was huge positives and then so many games where there was huge negatives. Um, the win over the Patriots is a big um, a big thing for us, mainly because it's the Patriots and it's Cam. And there's obviously mm. history between the Broncos and the Cam. But every game is sort of bittersweet. Every game is bittersweet. I'm interested to see what your worst take is, what our, what our worst uh, game was. <laughs> well, there's a smorgasbord of uh, things to pick from there. Dave. Yeah, there were a few. I went for the week 15 paddling by the Bills at home, 48-19. Nope. Come on. No, because the Bills are a great team. Bills are a great Yeah, but team. that's a paddling. Losing... Losing against a great team is not, for me, that's, you get beat by a better team, you get beat by a better I'd, team. I'd, I'd put getting spanked by Taysom Hill. Oh, yeah, that's not No, clever, I disagree yeah. as well. 31 I disagree. Three. Because we, we didn't have a quarterback. Quite frankly, <laughs> you did have a quarterback. I definitely yeah, saw know. a man you behind center quarterback throwing in round the two, ball. He was a wide receiver. I can't even remember his name. That's that's it. I can't remember the guy's name. Respect to him because he came in at the last minute and he's a wide receiver. So anyone who doesn't mm, know, mm. all of our quarterbacks were put on COVID and we had to play with a wide receiver who was uh, from our practice squad. He was basically a special teams guy um, and he had to come in and play quarterback. Now, the fact is, now, the Saints should be upset at the fact that they conceded three points in that game. It's a disgrace. <laughs> How do you concede points? So, no, that's not the worst game. The worst game for me was when the Raiders beat the Broncos, I think, week 11, um, and it was 37-12. Because in that game, we got our nose blooded, and Devontae Booker scored two touchdowns and 81 yards. And he used to play for the Broncos, and oh, he's yeah, yeah. gash. Um, well, gash for you. When and, he's, and, and he's our third he, running back. <laughs> yeah, he's not even a running back. He's garbage. And he's out of contract this season. And you are not re-signing him. I guarantee that much. Because he's <laughs> right. probably not. But probably he's not. got two touchdowns against us. And we got we got absolutely battered in that game. I can tell you so many times. Drew Locke got picked off consistently. You made AJ Boyer like one. a fool. <laughs> AJ Boyer's career is almost done because of that game. He's been released by the Broncos already. Yeah. And I'm sure it's based on that game. He got torched by four of your four different receivers. Just had a just literally had a go on him. So let's pick off this guy who's earning fourteen I mean, million. I think, I think that the was worst the game. I think that was the game where Mullen actually became the Raiders the, the interception uh, artist for the season and never lost it for any other game. Trayvon yeah, Mullen didn't intercept us in that game. I mean, he's probably the only the only person who didn't intercept us in that game. <laughs> was it not? Was it not that game? I think no, it was a different game. It was Jeff Heath who intercepted us. Oh, in Heath. Heath. No, yeah, Heath. Yeah. Now, boy. Jeff Heath. Yeah. Hey, he well, was, he was the, the leading interception artist for the uh, Raiders this season. He was. No, I think that it was a bit of a weird season because it was obviously John Elway's last year. Um, He's not and dead. I think he, no, he, he knew it was his last year. It wasn't his year. last he year at the time, was it? Well. No, it, well, it is his last year now. Yeah, no, he's done. He's finished. He's gone. Yeah, no, 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 no but he hadn't announced it or anything. No, he hadn't he? announced he it, announce but he knew. I think he pretty much knew that he was going to be moving off at that point. I mean, how did he not? It still sounds um, like he's dead. So, 
Can we say he's gone up to a more he's senior not... role inside the organization? Yes, like, even with more the senior. prefix that he's well, with the prefix that he's going to be leaving anyway. So this is his last season within. I think he's player personnel director or something yeah. like that, some garbage like that. Um, but essentially, he's uh, he knew. I think he it was the in between. We knew that it was his last year. I mean. Coach Fangio shouldn't be in charge anymore. We should have a new head coach. Um, I, I don't necessarily believe that keeping Pat Sherman there is the right thing. I mean, Munchak should obviously be offensive coordinator for me. I, there's a lot of things happening at the moment. It all feels like we're in a little bit of an in-between as relevant. There's going to be a lot of changes at the Broncos. Um, but ultimately, it was just a disappointing season. And most of it was disappointing because we didn't have a decent quarterback. Um, Drew Locke, we, for a long time, you're giving him a bit of grace, but he just might not be good enough. It's as simple as that. He just might not be good enough. That's kind of breaking news for me that you, uh, you're you throwing Vic Fangio under the bus. I thought it's not been there long enough to really... No, he's had two it, years. But... Yeah, he's had two years. His play, calling, his play calling's dodgy. Um, how many times has he won as a game versus how many times has he lost as a game? I mean, the amount of times he has dumb time I, I swear to god he doesn't understand how to call an accurate timeout at the end of a game it drives me absolutely mad i think he's a great defensive coordinator he's kind of like um what was his name the defensive coordinator wade phillips he's kind of like wade phillips brilliant as a defensive coordinator but look mm-hmm. what he did at dallas as a head coach you don't want him as the head coach um so yeah it just it, it's one of those things where I, I don't necessarily think he's the right guy. I don't think he's causing us too much harm. I just don't think he's going to win as much. But we've got the fourth best head coach in the division. I think that, that's the issue. And I, I include the Chargers head coach last season in that. Well. <laughs> Anthony Lane, okay. Wow. Yeah. Is timeout, so. I like Anthony Lane. I just, well, you know, he, he always he always got them decent wins. You know, he always, he always got five, six, seven, eight wins. Well, seven, eight, nine wins. Um and we've not been good enough the past couple of years with the talent that we've got, as simple as that. We are favourites, though, to land um, Deshaun Watson in Vegas, Vegas odds. We are favourites currently. Um, I don't think that means anything. What are you going to give up to get him? Well, this is the funny thing. So it's anticipated to be three first, a second, and a player. Von Miller, Chubb. No, it's not going to be Von Miller. Von Miller's out of contract. Yes. Von Miller's out of contract now. Uh, <laughs> we can pick up his option, but it'll be 18 19 million. million. Texans aren't going to pick up. Yeah, the Texans aren't going to pick that up. Um, so it's expected to be uh, three first, a second, and a player, a defensive player. Um, but as to who that would be, I don't know. But that's what that's what the rumor is around the campfire. That's that's, a, yeah, that's lot. a lot. It's a lot, but it's Deshaun Watson. So it's Deshaun Watson. It's Derek Deshaun yeah, Watson. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be Derek Watson and nobody else. That's the problem. Although well, to we be fair, your, your, your young receiver core is pretty good, and I thought mm-hmm. Garrett Bowles actually improved this season. Well, amazingly. This, is, this is what I was going to say. But... Garrett Bowles was our player of the season without yeah, any shadow of doubt. I think he definitely looked like he'd improved. PFF had him as the nineteenth best overall player out of all of the league, all of it. He was a second team all pro. Harry wasn't first team all pro. I don't know, but he was. He was nineteen. Solid. He was nice. absolutely solid. No, but he was the highest rated lineman. Doesn't matter. Well, he does. I mean, that, by <laughs> definition, makes you first team all pro. There was more than another. So hang on, hang on. He was the nineteenth best player in the league, and Drew Lock still threw a league yeah. high interceptions. Get <laughs> yeah. him out of here. Get him out. Yes. Exactly. Which is why we should go and get. The uh, what is essentially a top five quarterback, which Deshaun Watson oh, is top two. Uh, you've got some maybe some yeah. problems here with top contracts two. coming up, Dave. Um, so obviously, we talked about Von yeah, Miller there, problems. 19 million for a 32 year old edge rusher, 
Uh, AJ Boyer, we well, said, has been released. The thing with Von Miller... Go on. Well, you can if you want to, yeah. I was going to say, the thing with Von Miller is we've got the option to re-sign him, mm. um, and, but we can release him if you want. We've got an out. Yeah. Um, or we can say to Von Miller, look, we love you, you love us, let's restructure your contract in the same way that Cam Hayward has done with the Steelers. There's mm-hmm. no reason that won't happen. No. Um, your favourite Justin Simmons, though, is also out of contract. Uh, 11.4 million yeah. is the current asking. He'll, well, he got franchise tagged last season. That's why it's showing his 11.4 million. Um, again, word around the campfire is that we'll franchise tag him again, which okay. is not ideal, but he's the best safety in football as far so as that's, that's your free safety. Your strong safety, Kareem Jackson, he's also up. Uh, 33 years old, 11 million was the uh, yep. price tag on him. Shelby Harris, defensive tackle, he's pretty good. Uh, only 3.25 mil, but he's 30 years yeah, old. Yeah, so but to look out for the, he was on he was asked he was on 3.2 million last year, but he's asking for about 14. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, and and also um, on the chopping block is Jake Butt. Yeah. 26 years old. About bloody he's 26 time. already. That's yeah. showing our age. I can age him now. He's like no, 26 already. But I'm, how much are we going to sign him for? About 500 grand. I'm not well, interested in that. There's a few other players. The uh, current asking on him, I think. Are you going to resign? So there's Jake a few Butt? other players. Are you going to, you're going to call him a bust now? Uh, no, it was a round six punt. So why not? <laughs> you know, he, 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 how, you can't ever call anyone. Who well, you was you, you up drafted in him six. injured. That's why he was but, round six. <laughs> and he was a sixth round pick. <laughs> You're an idiot. Anyway, there's other players I who guy. I think we're really going to miss. Um, Philip Lindsay, whose contract's mm-hmm. obviously up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're going to re-sign him. Um, he has finished every season he's been in on IR, uh, literally. Uh, he's got two th- 1,000 rushing yard seasons. Um, but I think, well, if Elway was still here, I'm saying 100% there's no way we're re-signing him because we've we are, he was an undrafted free agent and he's never even there's never been a sniff of a new contract anywhere um then aj johnson who was our leading tackle this year he not leading tackle leading tackler this year more, more tackles than any other bronco i think he'll resign um josh watson i think he's massively improved as well i think he'll resign i'm not sure how much impact he'll have on the squad same with Devontae busby as well um the other player is um Austin Calitro, who I think used to play for the Steelers. Um, but he's a guy who, again, through injuries, came in and actually made quite an impact, not a huge impact, but showed as one of those guys who can come in and do a job. Um, and then Tim Patrick, who scored, what was it, six touchdowns this year? You know, he proved to be one of our wide wide receiver successors, and he's a guy we already got from from Washington. So there's there's a lot of guys who you know, had impacts last season. And it's, it's a bit of a shame that all of these guys are uh, out of contract when we've got a new GM coming in because no one really knows what his thinking is. Will Parks, for example. Will Parks left and went to the Eagles. The Eagles didn't like him, so he ended up picking back up off waivers. Um, and he's out of contract again. It, it, we're just at that funny point where there could end up being sort of a 30-player turnaround on the roster, which is a bit of a shame because I kind of like the roster we had last year, apart from one key position, of course. Quick question on that key position. Just just hypothetically, if you don't yeah. get Derek Watson, what do you do? Yeah. So um, the other day there was uh, an interview with, uh, I, forget, I forget his name, the NFL Network Insider for the Broncos. I yeah, can't remember what his name is. Young lad. No, no he's, he's, uh, James Palmer. 
James Palmer. Right. So he's basically he's basically come out and said um, that the Broncos have said that if we are able to sign another quarterback, it will be one of the top guys. It will be a stellar signing. If we don't, then we'll be running with Drew Luck. So we made a bid, two first-round picks, uh, plus Drew Luck. Uh, for well, that must fill Drew Luck so made loads of loads of confidence <laughs> going into the season when you haven't got a new quarterback. Yeah. Well, we, and, well, this is the other part of it as well. So bear with me for one minute. We made a play to go and get Matt Stafford. Um, the answer was no. They ended up going with uh, the Rams, which is absolutely fine. We didn't make a play for Carson Wentz at all. Um, no. Neither did we make a play. Um, for um, it's just gone from the Rams. What's his name? He's part Jared of the Stafford Goff. trade. Goff. Completely blown my mind. Jared Goff. We didn't make a play for Jared Goff either, but he was on the chopping block as well. So, basically, Deshaun Watson or nothing. If Deshaun Watson goes to, uh, say, if he goes to another team and that player becomes available, there might be some kind of play on that. I don't know. But again, it's only if it's an elite, uh, elite uh, quarterback. If it's not, I absolutely guarantee we're going to be signing um, a, a decent quality backup. I absolutely guarantee it. Uh, I'm not saying an elite backup, but it will be someone who's a half decent quality backup um, because we can't go into a season like we have in previous years with there's <laughs> a, a backup to being quarterback. So that's not going to happen. So we are going to be picking up another quarterback in some way. Probably someone like Jacoby Rousset, for example, just a decent backup. Okay. So yeah, that's where we are at that position, really. And the thing is, if you're Drew Locke, you know you're not daft. You know you've not played well enough. You know that you know you end the season with, you know, being the joint lead interception king. Yeah, but you if, know, I, you know, if, you, I, if I know I'm being out of, if you're around, if you're coming out of that, if I'm being shipped around and and basically being mm. told you have no future at the Broncos, why am I going to come and pull out all the stops and lead your team for you next season? I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to do the minimum possible. So you're kind of shooting yourselves in the well, If you foot. want to move somewhere else. Well, yeah, I mean, you could, but... Then your career will be over. Hmm. You've got to back yourself, punk. I know, I know you're used to um, you're used to quarterbacks not trying very hard, but, you know. <laughs> if we can go... If, we, if you go to him and say, look, if we can sign an absolute top-class quarterback, we're going to do that. If we can't, then we're running with you. And you know what? You need to prove that you're the right man. And if you go, well, f- you, I don't think you're the right man. Then, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not giving you nothing. Well, then you're proving you're not the right man and get out the door. It's as simple as that. And that's why we have to go and pick up that backup. If he's going to do the bare minimum, cut him. He's a second round pick. We're not on for much money for him. Get rid of him. Doesn't make any difference to me. But right now, he's you know, showing in in bits that he's, he has talent. He has, you know, there's been numerous games where he's come back and he's looked great but there's other games where he's just looked terrible i mean like i don't even mean bad i mean like terrible that game against the raiders he looked awful he was dreadful he was yeah but there are other games where you look at him i remember this game a couple of years ago against um, the texans you're looking going oh my god this guy's a superstar it's like a legit superstar um but he's i mean the other part i'm not going to go on it for long i know i already have we've got to move on he's not in He's not had a, he's not had the same uh, offensive coordinator for a, for two seasons running since he was in high school, and that's not going to help. He's just he's I, I'm, I don't know if he's good enough, basically. Mm. So there you go. Okay, I mean I had most of your needs around the defense actually. So cornerback, even if you love Bryce Cannon and Michael Ojemudia, you need more depth there. Safety's okay if you re-sign yes, both Jackson and Simmons, but Jackson's thirty three, so you might want to think about that. 
Uh, inside linebackers could be upgraded, and you might need to replace Von Miller, the outside linebacker. Um, and we've talked about Drew Locke. And then just a bit of depth at O-line. Like you said, the, the starting five are great, but there's not a lot of depth. And Demar Dotson and Elijah Wilkinson are out of contract as well. So I've need to re-sign yeah, them. Elijah Wilkinson as a guard is okay. As, mm-hmm. as, a, as a tackle, he's one of the worst tackles in the league. Yeah. Um, and I really, really hope that we get a new right tackle because, um, yeah, having a guy that's got injured for an entire season Juwan and James. opted out for the following season, Juwan James, and he's on a billion pounds a second in terms of money is <laughs> not good enough to be perfectly honest. Um, middle linebacker is the obvious need and I guarantee we will take, we will trade back and we will take a cornerback in the first round. That makes yeah, I've sense. got you down for cornerback, edge rusher and uh, offensive tackle. I think, I think edge, we're okay. I think Malik Reed has proven that he's very, very good at, at edge. I think he's, I think we're all right. And just some quick housekeeping. Austin Calitro never played for the Steelers. He played for the Seahawks and the Jags. So there you go. Jags, Steelers, same Close thing. Enough. Not really. Uh, let's go to the AFC East then, boys. <laughs> so we're going to start with the team that won the division, the Buffalo Bills. They went 13-3. and I had their best game. Well, I almost picked their 38-9 smashing of the old foe Patriots in Foxborough in Week 16, but they outdid themselves beating a, Do- a Dolphins team that were in the playoff hunt 56-26 in Week 17. So that's what I thought was their best game because it was still competitive. Yeah. Um, worst game I had was a week five Monday night game where they got run over by the Titans 42 16. Uh, Oy vey. <laughs> but other than that, they've had no, a very good season. That. Very good season. There was only three games to pick from on their losses apart from the, the playoff loss. It's I interesting think- actually because it, it's that Titans game that really kind of flipped them and turned them into the good team that they were. Mm. Um, I think they came into the season maybe a little bit overconfident. And I think that Titans game and, and schlacking came early enough that actually they kind of yeah. knuckled down and said, what do we want to be as a football team? How do we want to get there? And actually, it, it kind of helped them out. So, but you are right. I mean, it was their worst performance of the season. I mean, if you look at whenever we watch America's game and you watch a review, there's always one week where the guys sit there and go, we took a spank in that week and it really refocused that mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that yeah. was theirs. Yeah, yeah. And it's it the, the same goes for their, uh, the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers took a spank in against, uh, was it the, uh, the Saints, which was their second? It might have been, yeah. Whichever well, one it was game, just yeah. before the... Um, yeah, the one just before their uh, their bye week, and that you know, I guarantee they'll be saying at that point we knew things had to change, and because it's the same every single time, and that was yeah. their week. I think their most disappointing loss though isn't that one, because when you get when you get worked, you get worked. It just is what it is. The disappointing one is probably the one where they lost to Arizona with the last minute hail mary. Where well, um, yeah, that's that's gonna hurt. Yeah, that that's going to be the most painful. I think that was even overtime as well, and um, like four defensive backs were beaten for the touchdown. So it wasn't those yeah, like a one Hopkins, nine guys straining for the ball, and the Andrew Hopkins said, "Get off, you mug! It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> They're not too bad with free agents that are, are coming out as well. So Trent Murphy is their most expensive at defensive end. He's seven point five mil. Uh, Josh Norman, who's thirty four years old, is going to be asking for six mil. Uh, Ty Nozeki, the right tackle, he's 36 years old. He's going to be looking for five mil at least. Uh, John Feliciano, the guard, he's 29. And Isaiah McKenzie as well. He's only going to be asking for under a mil. He's 26 at uh, at wide receiver. So just looking at their needs, I mean, there's obviously not a lot. They've got a really good unit there. Um, But defensive line, so the ends, Mara Addison and Jerry Hughes are in their 30s. So you can always find some younger um, prospect there. 
wide receiver, give Allen more downfield options, I was thinking, and um, tight end, give him some short field options other than Dawson Knox. Because I just don't really... Well, we've got, we got to remember for most of the problem. season, most of the season, uh, John Brown was injured. So they're getting almost an extra wide receiver by definition, the fact he's mm-hmm. coming back. I know he played a few games late. Um, Isaiah McKenzie will sign for a tenner. Um, yeah. Because I think he just... No, he, they love him and I think he loves them. And same, same goes for Josh Norman. So many people, myself included, I hold my hand up and say, Josh Norman's a bust and he's done. He's finished. He can't play corner anymore. He's He's gone there and... Not not a bus, but you know what I'm saying. He's finished. He's done. Mm. But he's gone there and sort of redefined his career. They gave him um, six million, which was uh, almost entirely based on performances. You have to hit all of these markers to get the six million. Hit every single one, yeah. every single one, and got all of his contract. I bet they were gutted, but also at the same point <laughs> delighted. Yeah, um, so again, let's be honest. As, as soon as Derek Henry um, faced, uh, handed him off and faced yeah, yeah. him into the ground That's, into next wasn't week, even that bad. That was his six million paid for, really, wasn't he? it? So that was that was. <laughs> yeah. That was unfortunate because he managed to make that tackle. He was the only one that moved forward and got him out of bounds. He did, he did, but it was a great piece of video. <laughs> it was a good I mean, piece of video. I mean, the thing is, the other thing, the other thing that I will say is Josh Norman's career has been great enough for him not to be remembered by that. Oh yeah, yeah um, which I think I think says a huge amount. But no, he'll he'll re-sign a contract, and I don't think money's going to be an issue for him because he's found someone who who believes in him, someone who you know, re- and he wants to be part of. Um, you know, wants to be part of a defensive unit. He was with um, the Panthers, and they were a mm. great defensive unit. And I just yep. don't think it necessarily worked out in Washington. But I, I he'll resign a hundred percent. And I really like Tyler Croft as well. I think Tyler Croft is a good blocking tight end, very underrated. Yeah, but you want a, a, a receiving threat as well. That's an upgrade from Dawson Knox. So I I got, anyway. There's not a lot of holes in that team. So I was Lee, just looking at what's kind of the weakest link, something like that. I think they've got a guy called Lee Smith. He's got the most yeah. generic name. Yeah, Lee Smith. He's ever. their third choice tight end. Uh, they've got Reggie Yeah, Gillen, He got a couple of choice. touchdowns towards the end of the season. <laughs> okay. I mean, who knew? <laughs> but on the whole, I don't think they're going to have a huge problem next season. I think, you know, the vast majority of players will come back. Um, I think it's more just, just adding to what they've got more than anything Do you else. Mind, does anyone mind if I throw a bit of mud? So. I, I, I think most of us agree that Devin Singletary is a good defensive back, but for whatever reason, I don't running think back. the Bills like him. He's a shocking yeah. defensive back. I mean, he might be all right at running back. <laughs> did, I say, yeah. did, did, did I say defensive back? I meant running back. Sorry. Apologies. So I think we all agree he's a decent running back, right? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the Bills don't really rate him. They're, they're not, you know, true. they're true. not behind him. He doesn't run the ball enough. So I reckon they go and get a free agent running back who's used to cold weather. I reckon they go and get Aaron Jones. That's what I Jones, reckon. Jones, Carson, who else? Are free agent running backs, don't they? Um, Jones, have they got enough to get Jones? Yeah, they probably have actually. Oh yeah, easily, easily. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that they go and get Aaron me. Jones. That, that would be a great upgrade for him. And and you know, yes. anytime you can stop your quarterback from being your um, highest rusher in any game. <laughs> that's that's a bonus. So you know. I think one of the, the big thing for Jones, as I say, he's used to playing in cold weather. We've seen that. I mean, you don't get much colder than Green Bay. He's used to having a lot of touches per game as well. So you can lean on him if you need yeah. to. And he's proven in difficult situations he can get through games with success with yards. So I think he's the perfect pickup. And I think it's he should good, go to Buffalo. He match. will leave. He will leave. It's just a matter yeah. of who he goes to. Um, and I think Buffalo is the ideal destination for him. Heard it here first. Well done, Dave. 
Let's move on yeah. to the team that finished well, it's second. It's not happened yet, so. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins went 10-6. and six. Their best game I had was a week nine win away to the Cardinals. So Tua had a couple of touchdowns and so did the defense. Uh, worst game I have, I picked the week four game at home to the Seahawks. They lost 31-23, but got 15 points off Jason Sanders' boot before a garbage time running from Fitz. So scores can be deceptive there. Uh, what do we reckon about the, the Dolphins? Obviously, it was a step up again from last season. And they've still got a million draft picks going into this draft. Yeah. They're a strange one, aren't they? Because because their D really came to play last yeah. season. I think they were, you know, top five D, probably top Davian ten. Scoring. Howard was epic this year. Yeah, yeah he was just the season absolute doubt. madness. Some of the things he was doing, to be honest. Um, but then you look at the offense, and you know they've got really f all at wide receiver. Um, yeah, Devontae Parker's good. At all. Uh, he had been the case of the drops a little bit this year, but I was going to say he, on his he day, he's wasn't really good. there this year. You know, Tua is he the answer? I don't know. Yes. We'll give him another season and find out. Yes, I think um, he is. You do? You think he is yeah, the, I think he the could answer? Be. The franchise. Yeah. You don't move off him sold. this year. You don't move off him. This he's year. still a rookie. No, no, you're not he's moving still off a rookie. Him. Let's not yeah, forget no, no, that. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. You stick with him next year and see what happens. They've got to improve. I would say if they're going to have Tua as their quarterback, they've got to improve that offensive line. They need to get him some weapons. They need a running back. They need some receivers. Um, you know, depending on what they're losing on their defense, I think they can pretty much concentrate on offense this offseason. Yeah, I agree as well. I think the problem is that a lot of their cap space is taken up by, uh, is taken up on the defensive side of the ball. They've got, um, at the beginning of the season, at least anyway, the two highest paid cornerbacks in football, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Um, and between them, they're, they're uh, <laughs> earning an absolute fortune. So there's no doubt that, you know, most of their cap space is spent on defense. And it's about time they go and spend on offense. Um, their best receiver is Mike Gazicki. Yeah. Um, I really like Zicky. I think he's massively underrated. But again, a lot of people with Tua, they you know, a lot of people the one the one caveat that's not given is the fact that Tua doesn't have any weapons. He doesn't really have a an effective run game. Um, and his only receiver is Mike Gazicki. I think he's great. I think Tua's brilliant. He really is. Well, brilliant's an overstatement. I think he's great. I think he's had a really good rookie season in difficult if, circumstances. If he moves forward the way Kyler Murray did this year from his first year, then yeah, mm-hmm. he could absolutely be the answer. But yeah, they've, got, got, to, they've got to help him. They've got to help yeah, him. Yeah, I agree. 100%. 100%. So Ryan Fitzpatrick's out of contract. He's 39 years old. Uh, it's unlikely they'll bring him back. Matt Breeder, who they brought across from Sam Fran at running back, he's uh, asking for 3.2. You've got uh, Camu Grugier-Hill, outside linebacker. He's needing 3 mil. Ted Karras, the centre. And Vince Beagle, outside linebacker, at 2.1. So nothing too bad in terms of free agents leaving. Uh, notable ones, anyway. There's a, there's a few other um, outsiders. So biggest needs, I, I thought, as well. Uh, offensive line, obviously, they gave left guard Eric Flowers a 30 million three-year contract with an out after next season, so they're going to have to swallow that. Um, they've got two rookies at tackle. The centre, Karras is out of contract, and right guard, you can improve from Jesse Davis, I'm guessing. Um, and defensive line, you could look at replacing Devon Godshow at nose tackle. You've got two young'uns at the ends with Christian Wilkins and Raekwon Davis, so you know, make that even more scary. And they're wide receiver. Who doesn't want more wide receivers, right? So it's likely <laughs> that they'll be taking Penny Sewell. Most mock drafts have got them taken in with the third overall pick. And then a wide receiver later on in the in the draft, maybe a um, Rashawn Bateman or someone who's available after the first few have been taken. So 
yeah, I think they'll be looking at that in the draft. But yeah, I think there's not too many places that they need to urgently fill uh, needs. And I think they've got a, an even higher ceiling than the Bills once they've got all their draft picks in place. Yeah, looking at the Dolphins, uh, I mean, the Dolphins have two first, two second, a third and a fourth. Yeah. Um, and then nothing in the fifth, one in the sixth. I wouldn't surprise me if they um, if they don't pick up wide receivers in free agency. It wouldn't surprise me if they go for someone like Kenny Golladay, maybe, because Golladay's on a free. Mm-hmm. Um, although there's there's rumours that he's going to be franchised. There's rumours that he's going to be franchise tagged because uh, uh, the, otherwise the Lions have really not got much else with uh, Marvin Jones constantly getting injured. So it, the Dolphins, I think, have to bring in free agency and bring people in in free agency. And they have to be aggressive. This is their big chance. Um, if I'm two, I'm you know I'm saying look, I want you to give me weapons because I've been thrown to nothing. Um, and there's people saying, oh, we can't throw down the field. When did anyone in a Dolphins jersey create separation <laughs> last season? And when you have the time to do it as well. So you that know what I mean? To be better. Yeah, the line needs to be better, and he needs the weapons. Yeah, you can't judge if, a if, guy. If he gets them and that defense no time comes to throw. Yeah, you can't judge a guy who's got no time to throw and no weapons. I mean, you know, what do you they did know, that with Tannehill, didn't they? That's what they drove him out of Miami. After that, never give him any yeah. time. But there you go. It's a similar situation to Brady in New England. What was he throwing to? Mm-hmm. I mean, at least he had a line. At least he had an offensive line. Yeah, but he wasn't trying to throw it downfield. He was trying to throw it five yards. Well, so, still. Let's, let's be generous. Yes, yeah, a great segue, boys. So thank you very much. Uh, on to the New England Patriots. You hate to see it. End up third in the division. Finished seven and nine still. Uh, best game. I'll go with that 45 nothing shutout of the media darling Los Angeles Chargers. Worst game, or some bad losses this season. But I want to put their win over the Jets because that last second field goal against a team that couldn't buy a win kind of felt like a loss. So that was my pick for worst game for the Patriots this year. I mean, there was a lot to choose from. There was, there was. But that I mean, Jets... The, the problem is Jets with the Patriots. Weird. The problem is with the Patriots. Where do you start with it, really? Because what you've essentially got is a team that has no real weapons on offense i mean their offense is terrible and i don't think i don't think any any quarterback you could have put patrick mahomes in that in that team i don't think there would have been a team to particularly fear they they had yeah, some brady in that place is, i still wouldn't have been scared of it <laughs> there's so little talent on that offense i don't think there's any way you can really expect it to have any any form of success their best tight end was matt lacoste it tells you everything. He was the Broncos' fourth choice the season before. I, I don't understand that. And people have the unmitigated gall to have a go at Cam Newton. Oh, mm. he's over, he's a bust, he's rubbish. What would you do? You know, Tom Brady goes there and everyone talks about his, his arms falling off a cliff. He's, you know, it's the end of his career. Next season, he goes somewhere with a bit of talent. Oh, guess what happens? He wins the bloody Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Come on, I'm not having that. Then they have to improve. Um, I don't know what they need. They, I don't know what they need to do in the draft, but they need to do. They need to have some kind of impact. And who wants to go to them in free agency? The well, saving got, grace is the fact that they've got a lot of guys coming back next yeah. season. But most of the guys they've got, the most of the guys they've got coming back next season are on defense. They're not on offense. Yeah, they, I mean they are getting the COVID players back. Um, it really was, yeah, a dreadful season for them. They need everything, really, don't they? I mean, they need a running back. They need wide receivers. They need a quarterback. They need offensive line. They probably could do with some D line as well. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be an interesting season to see what Belichick does, um, especially at quarterback. 
Um, I don't think you know there's anything particularly out there that he's gonna. I think really one want one to spend money on one but... name. There's one name in particular that's screaming, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, if they don't get Garoppolo, what do they do? Because it means they're going to re-go with Cam again, or they're going to have to go with Sam Donald. Or I don't think they'll go with Donald just because Don Donald's not going to go. Maybe Donald's not going to go until draft day. I think the Jets keep hold of him until until the draft, basically. Um, it doesn't make sense to get rid of him any earlier. Um, but the Patriots have, you know, they've only got a first and a second, and they had to forego their third round pick because uh, they basically didn't follow COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. So it's not even though they can lean on bringing in the drafts because they've only got seven picks and two of those are around six. So they're not in a great position. Their cap's questionable at times as well because there's still one or two issues with their cap and players coming back in who are guaranteed money because they've overlaid from last season. So anyone who doesn't know, basically, they gar- they set up their cap in such a way where you guarantee a certain amount each season. Well, the problem is all the players who opted out, and there was a lot of them, all those players who opted out for last season, they're coming back this season, and the money that was guaranteed last year is now guaranteed this year. So the actual <laughs> they've almost got double amount of guarantees. So on paper, yeah. you look at it and go, they haven't actually got that much of a problem. When 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 you look at it, they if they decide to get rid of players, that then caps accounts as dead cap money, which almost doubles up. So they're not actually in that great a position, which is weird. Mm. Um, but at least they're not playing Tom Brady this season. That's the main thing. They basically paid him $12 million to go and win the Super Bowl with the Bucks. They did, yeah, there was a lot of money is, that yeah. was left over for that. Um, Got to be a bit agent. So Joe Tooney, they're, they're all pro guard. Um, he's 29 years old, but he's looking at $14.7 million for a re-sign. You've got uh, Jason mm-hmm. McCourty. He's 34 years old at cornerback. He's going to need five mil. Uh, James White, the running back. He's 29. He's going to need four mil. Lawrence Guy, defensive tackle, 31 years old, needs 3.8. Rex Burkhead runs through walls for them. He's 31 years old. He needs another another three mil. David Andrews, their center, he's 29. He's going to need three mil at least. And Cam Newton, of course, it was a one-year pay-and-play deal. So who knows what they're going to do with that. I've seen um, people mock drafting Mac Jones to uh, the Patriots after they move up to get him, uh, which would be kind of funny. Um, looking at what else they need, I mean, this is the first time I've had like six or seven positions that need uh, addressing. Um, yeah. So QB, they've got to look at that. Wide receiver, Gene Edelman's the only valid option at wide receiver. They've whiffed so many times at wide receiver. It's not that they haven't tried. They've just been bad at picking wide receiver, yeah. either by uh, trading for them or drafting them. They just haven't really ever managed to make it work. Um, tight ends, they picked two tight ends in last season's draft and they're, they're three and four in the depth chart. So riddle me that one. You know, <laughs> left guard, Joe Tooney is brilliant, but will he be snapped up in free agency by someone else who really wants him? David Andrews, again, that's a good line. There's people that want these players. Um, defensive tackle, so Byron Cowart and Lawrence Guy aren't getting pressure up the front. There are three sacks between them this season. And at cornerback, you've got Stefan Gilmore could be moved on, plus he's 30. Um, and the safeties of Patrick Chung and Devin McCourty are both 33 as well, so that puts more pressure on the secondary. It's just... Everything's coming home to roost with the Patriots. And there's got to be a train of thought where they're thinking, we're going to have to tank next season. Yeah. And then look at, you know, look at 2022. Because we've got so much. It's old. That squad is old. All the way through, basically. Yeah. If you're you're old and good, that's a good place to be in. If Mm. you're bad and young, the Broncos are bad and young, so it's not too bad. If you're bad and young, it's fine because you can improve. Mm. When you're bad and old, 
that's not the place to be. The other thing I think as well is, is all of the free agents that you mentioned, every single one of them, apart from one, is an unrestricted free agent. And that's important. Yeah. If you're a restricted free agent, so say if Jim's my player, and this is just for anyone who doesn't know, I'll be very quick. I can basically say anyone who wants to sign Jim, you have to give me, if you sign him, you have to give me a second or first or whatever round. I, I put a tender on him. So I say, if you want to sign Jim, you have to give me a first round pick. So anyone can go and sign him. Anyone can go and sign him, but then they give me their first round pick. Now, the other way around that is by definition, if I then re-sign Jim, I have to give him at least a league minimum amount, which is I think three and a half million for a first round this year, Mm -hmm. uh, based on all positions. They can't do that because none of their players are restricted free agents. They're all unrestricted free agents, which means anyone can dip in and go, yes, thank you, thank you, I love you, I love you, I love you. So they're not even going to get any competition. He's not going to get anything. It's rubbish. They're literally, and this is not a joke, they are in the worst possible situation that you can be in. They ain't got a quarterback. They're not going to get any compensatory picks. Their cap's busted, and they've got... All the players are old. I mean, there's no positive on yeah. this other than the fact that they've got Bill Belichick in air quotes. <laughs> so it's a weird season for the Patriots. And their the, competition's the getting better. Go... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's bizarre. Punk, anything you want to say before I we agree. go to the Jets? No, I mean, I've, I've, I've spoken more about the Patriots in this segment than I think in the whole of the season. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of says yeah, it. These, these, to it's say I'm, I'm kind of chuckling at, at the prospect of the next season for the Patriots would be uh, <laughs> unfair of me. Yeah, it's, it is a weird one. It is a weird one, but it's it's an interesting one because more than any team in the NFL, they need to make moves. Yeah. Because they can't be this bad and, twice. They've not got a good track record at making moves. So. You. so let's talk about the last team in the AFC East. That was the New York Football Jets. They went 2-14. and 14. They managed to balls up getting the number one overall pick. Uh, their best game. So I had a choice between the week 15 game at the Rams or the week 16 game against the Browns. Uh, let's go with the Rams 23-20 game just one week after losing 40-3 to in Seattle. That was a nice, uh, nice twist yeah, in the tail I'd there. i go with that. And, and a massively unexpected one as well. So oh, absolutely. Yeah, now I'd go with that. Uh, worst game is a lot of choice, but I'm picking their shutout in Miami. It was just the stuff of boring nightmares. Joe Flacco was orchestrating the drudgery. I'm not sure they even play the fourth quarter. Um, I tried to find out, but couldn't couldn't get any uh, nope. confirmation. Nope, I'm on not that. having it. Zero stats. <laughs> they obviously nope. purged Adam Gase from the head coaching role. Robert Salah's come in from the 49ers defensive coordinator uh, position for his first go as a head coach. Free agents for the Jets. Uh, so Brashad Perryman, at wide receiver, he needs 6.5 million to carry on. He's 28 years old. Brian Paul at cornerback. Uh, Bradley McDougal at strong safety. He's 31, and Marcus May, who is very good at free safety. Um, it's time for him to get paid. He's 27 years old, so this is his big contract time. He's only on 1.6 at the moment. What do we think about the Jets, boys? I'll give you a chance to... Well, to- I can't I- believe that the... the, the, the I've, I can't think that I've ever seen a team that sucked at being sucky more than the Jets last <laughs> season. Yeah, to actually completely screw up the number one pick. And let's be honest, they screwed it up by an all-out blitz on the last play of the game against the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know what they were thinking. That, I mean, all right, yeah, a lot of the blame will get chucked at Adam Gase. Um, I think there were some bright points for them last season. I think, yeah, I don't think Donald was terrible. I thought Crowder played quite well. 
Um, Quinnan Williams as well. I think he's, you know, could turn into a decent player. And John Franklin. Um, but they've as well. got, yeah, uh, but they've got so many needs. I mean, they really do. Um, cornerback, hacks, defensive line, offensive line. Well, they're bad. They definitely need a running season. back. I mean, you know, they're, you know Frank Gore still was still their running back last season, and Frank Gore is yep. older than I am. So, you know, it's. Um, <laughs> He's a bit slower than oh. you are as well, Punk. So. I thought, uh, yeah, he must be by now, especially after all this <laughs> lockdown dominoes that I've been eating. Yeah, I mean, just please let the you man see, rest. Just let him rest. <laughs> no, let him keep playing. Him. He's getting in the hall. You of see, I, dis- I disagree. I disagree that their worst game was uh, the one. Was it Miami? You said where they lost. Yeah, I think I think their worst game were the two that they won. They're the, they're the worst games what? because they're the worst. Really games. They're the worst. <laughs> they're the games. ones that really killed them. <laughs> yeah, no. I I think is I I don't think they're a bad team. I think they've got positives. They've got they're bits, team. haven't they? And every so often, yeah. those bits work together, and they seem mm. to. You kind of look at them and go, actually, you know, there is something there. But they I just... mean, the thing is, right? If when when you're an offense, when you're uh, a head coach, you don't need to sort out a defense. I don't like head coaches who say, "Well, I'm an I'm a defensive coach, so I'm going to sort out the defense." Be the head coach. Let your defensive guys sort out the defense. Let your offensive guys sort out the offense. Just be the head coach, and that's it. Now, Robert Seller is a guy who's going to walk into a room and immediately he's walking into a room of millionaires and he's dominating the atmosphere. You can tell just by looking at him, he is the biggest presence on the sideline. He bench for the presses 49ers. the room, doesn't he, when he comes into it? Oh my, he bench presses the stadium. So he walks <laughs> in the room, but it's his, have you ever seen any of his interviews? He is like the biggest personality in the world and players are going to want to play for him. Adam Gase is like the opposite. Mm. Adam Gase is like the toy that people, you know, people have a laugh at. He's the guy going, you know, who is this little physio who's going to, you know, carry my towel? He's not a head coach. So immediately, and you've got TJ Mosley coming back. Yeah. And that's going to be a huge positive yeah. for them, depending on what he's been doing in his time away from the sport, of course. <laughs> um, but they have, absolute quality in certain positions like Quinn and Williams. If someone can just put their arm around Quinn and Williams and say, you're a monster, go and be a monster. You know, and so instead of using Mackay Beckton when he's almost dead, let the poor man rest. You know, they, they have half decent players. And I think they're not that far away from having a, a six, seven win season, maybe. Um, oh, I definitely think they'll improve next season. Without, oh, without a doubt. They draft well. 100%. They're good at drafting. Yeah. Yeah, you see, a lot of their their draft talent is in there. You know, Denzel Mims did really well this year as well. Um, Mackay Beckton is a beast at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ashton, Ashton Davis at strong safety, he did really well alongside Marcus May at free safety. You know, they've got pieces there. They've got a spine of a defense. Um, yeah. When I was looking at what they need, I was thinking obviously quarterback. It's going to be dependent on Sam Donald and what they're doing with him. Uh, running back, obviously Frank Gore being the number one in their depth chart. Uh, obviously, you always need more wide receivers, I guess. You know, they, they obviously hit with Mims, but they need more. George Fance at right tackle. I mean, you, you've, you've solved your left tackle position with, with Mackay Beckton, but you've got to look at the rest of the line. So, George Fant at right tackle, Connor McGovern at center, Greg Van Roten at right guard, and Alex Lewis at left guard. You know, those, those are players that could be upgraded. Uh, outside linebacker, the one good bit about the Jets D was their interior pressure. So, um, QP could just shuffle outside because Terrell Basham and Jordan Jenkins went shedding their blocks. So looking at the edge rush and then cornerback. So they shoved rookie Bryce Hall at right cornerback and then had blessed Austin on the other side. 
So they could do better with that. Well, they they got rid of the best cornerback. Their best cornerback was Pierre Desir, and uh, they traded him to the Ravens, I believe. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, when you're when when you've got problems at cornerback and you trade your best cornerback, who at best is, I mean, Pierre Desire is, is is no good, but he's the best that they had. Would any of us take him? I wouldn't take him. The After they traded Jamal Adams, Adams as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So your defensive backfield yep. lost its two best players. Um, Bradley McDougal was decent. Is a decent safety, so I mean, and Marcus made free safeties, but you can't, you can't rely on one guy, um, which is why they were continually losing games. Um, but no, they've they've got a lot of needs, but they've also got a lot of talent. They're not a, they're not a team who you look at and go, you've got no chance, and you're going to be bad for a decade. Mm. There is, there's seemingly they've 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 done well so far, just in getting Robert Salah. I think he wouldn't have gone there unless certain promises would have been made. Agreed. There you go. Those are the eight teams of the AFC West and the AFC East. Next week, we'll uh, finish mm. off the AFC with the North and the South and maybe talk about the trade of uh, Derek Watson to the Broncos uh, or whatever happened. I mean, one time, Dave, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it's not me saying it's going to happen. I don't think it will happen, but we no. are favourites and we're favourites to we're favorites to sign him ahead of the Texans. So he's not even the Texans are the favourites to keep him. We're we're favourites well, ahead of them. The Texans aren't even taking calls on it. People are putting requests in, and and they're just not even calling anyone back. This yeah. is this is going to get seriously ugly. No, the Broncos have made the Broncos have made a formal offer, so they are listening. Yeah, yeah, to... but they're, no, there are formal offers going in, but no one's coming yeah. back. No, no I, one's I, saying yes, I fully no, or indifferent. I fully so, expect that radio silence in, uh, in Houston. But yeah, exactly. The thing is, <laughs> just like when you've got leave voicemail on and and don't call anyone back. <laughs> when you've got um, when you've got Deshaun Watson saying, "I want to move," and if you don't trade me, I will sit out. Mm-hmm. It kind of puts you in a difficult position as a franchise. When you've got a guy saying, "Look, I don't want to play for you." And then you can come and go. Come on, man. You know we love you. Come and play. Come on. It's it, you, we've all seen it happens where people go, oh come on then I'll go and play for you. But when a guy's already guaranteed his money, and this year if the Broncos sign him, he's, I think he's on twenty million because the rest of it's dead cap that's already been paid. So mm. the Broncos aren't on for very much, which is why it's going to be three first and a second and a player. Um, and that player's contract is probably going to be picked up by the Broncos as well. So we're going to have to pay that player. But we're in a position with our cap that we can do it. But when you've got that guy saying, "I am going to sit out." This is the biggest storyline of of the off season. Every year we have an off season, um, as long as it's not Antonio Brown saying I'm not wearing that helmet or getting blisters on his feet from a cryo chamber. Generally, <laughs> you have a big storyline. No, I know, right? Um, you have a big storyline. This is the storyline. Where will the Sean Watson go? It might, the answer might be nowhere, but well, then what happens? It'd be a shame because if he's still out of Houston he because they ru- they've ruined him really and they've taken everything away from oh. him as well. Yeah, the one thing we haven't mentioned is JJ Watt. JJ Watt has uh, basically demanded um, a trade. Um, he's been released, hasn't he? I think. Well, he pretty much said they they'll let him go. Um, well, they I know- demanded a trade, and the Texans reached out to everyone and said, "Do you want him?" And the problem is, if if they if any team takes him off waivers, they're going to have to pay. Uh, they're actually going to have to pay a currency for him in terms of draft picks and everything like that. Every team knew that if everyone said no, then you could have a run at him in free agency. So why is anyone going to say yes, basically? So everyone said no, he's now in free agency. 
well, this is this is the part of the season we're in, isn't it? It's the everyone trying to get their picks in order and so on and yeah. so forth. So, you know, this is this is what's going to happen now between now and the draft. Um, the other interesting bit I saw was DeAndre Hopkins tweeting and Instagramming and all the rest of it, trying to get to Sean Watson to, <laughs> yeah. to the Cardinals. And I was like, hang on a minute, haven't you already? I'll got take Kyle Murray. I'll take Kyle Murray. <laughs> Um, but no, I think the the other thing that's interesting is I mentioned uh, uh, I mentioned Sam Darnold. The reason Darnold won't go probably until the draft is because Justin Fields, who the Jets are most likely to take, his pro day isn't until the end of March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before you can't say we're going to take Justin Fields before you have a pro day. So the, the combine this year is cancelled. There is no combine yeah. this year. So it's only pro days. Um, and if you've been living on mars with your fingers in your ears then you may not necessarily already know that um that trevor's has done and his pro day looked brilliant i mean there was videos where every single one of his throws were on i can't say i watched it to be perfectly honest um and for some reason there was 30 other teams there 31 other teams there i don't know why what what are you going to find from trevor lawrence because you ain't picking him um so yeah Yes, those have, those have already happened, but um, Justin Fields isn't until the end of March. And all of his medicals and everything aren't until the end of March, um, at which point you're not going to get the results until sort of mid-April. So it's only it's going to be really late before the Sam Donald is traded. So mm-hmm. by definition, the whole market might be held up until we hit almost draft time. So it wouldn't surprise me if Deshaun Watson goes on draft night or a couple of days before or after. They oh, can't be a draft night. If, if Deshaun Watson isn't hasn't left the Texans by the draft, he won't go. No. Because the following year, the Broncos at the moment can, can say, I'm just using the Broncos as an example. We can say, we'll give you ninth overall pick and this is the value. Everything after that is pure speculation. Everything. Mm-hmm. So you're basically, once you've gone past the draft, you've gone past having a known commodity, which means he's not going to get drafted. He's not going to get traded. So if he is going to get traded, it's going to be before the draft. Simple as that. So that's my there hot take. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, we'll obviously be keeping up to date with that as it as it progresses. We'll be going through the other divisions um, leading up to then talking about the draft prospects. Okay. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention is free agency opens up. I think it's the 15th of March. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point you'll get we, we'll obviously have another pub before then yes. but at that point you'll get a flurry of uh, huge amounts of movement and it's it's one of it's my second favourite day when it comes to the NFL just watching your phone go ping 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 and there's players moving <laughs> and everything oh my god this is amazing the, the NFL as a sport changes within the space of two days so all of mm. a sudden you've got these teams are good these teams are bad then as soon as free agency happens bang it swaps entirely and you think Wow. Okay, this is uh, is very different this year. So, yeah, except for the Cowboys. Except for the Cowboys. Yeah, they'll always be the Cowboys. Let's uh, let's let's head off then, boys. Thank you very much for for joining us. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, remember to hit us up on Twitter at Jim and the King at Punk underscore Raider at Denver Dave Thirty and Jim and the King uh, for all of our stuff on there. But until next week, I can say it. Until next week, I've been Jim. That's been Denver Dave. That's been Punk Raider. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah.